We're here celebrating National Moon Day. That's one small step for mankind, and one giant leap for millennials. Kyle's a hobbit now. Yes, I am. It's the N-Word! Hello and welcome to the M-Word, a millennial podcast by millennials. I'm your West Coast millennial, Connor. And I am your Lone Star millennial, Kyle. We're just two broke, poor, dusty boys trying to solve each other's problems from a distance and hopefully maybe one day a generation's. Kyle, what's happening? Connor, my life has been changed. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's it's changed. It's Something has happened to me that has changed my life. Puberty. Puberty. I finally got puberty. I finally got... Hold on. Is that why pubes are called pubes? Oh, no. Kyle. Whoa, hold on. This is a real This is a real thought here. Is that why pubes Shut are up. called pubes? Is it pubic hair? Because pubic hair is like the medical term for it, right? Is that where the term puberty comes from, or is it vice versa? You know, it is interesting how puberty allows these thoughts to like blossom. You start to question authority. You start to question vocabulary. Why does this thing mean that? Why does pubes, why are they called those things? Um, and then more mature, older Dusty Boys get to say, Kyle, you're being a fucking dumb. Well, that's not the reason why my life has changed. Connor, would oh. you like to know the real reason? It, you better jump into it. I binge-watched all the episodes of Queer Eye from Netflix. Oh, boy. And I didn't know... I could feel so much until I met these five beautiful queer eyes. Oh, I guess it's ten queer eyes. Each of them has two eyes. Yeah, so All ten of, queer eyes. If you're unaware, queer people do only have one eye. They're cyclopses. Five eyes for the queer guys. And that's why I feel like it's such it's so disingenuous to say that they're not born that way. You know, I they are born that way, and that's good. That's okay. So you experience this this queer eye, queer guide. Uh, how many seasons? You said two. There's two on Netflix because the first season came out in like March, I think, or February, and then they just like threw a second season out last month. And I finally got on the train because everybody talked about how good it was, and I was like, I mean, I'm not a huge reality TV kind of person. But my mom had watched the original Queer Eye, which was like on Bravo back in the day. And it was like, eh, I don't really remember. But this one is so heart-wrenching and charming and beautiful. And it's such a big part of my life now. Because all I want is for that kind of goodness on television everywhere. It's so beautiful. Have you not watched it? No. No. I, I don't watch most TV. Because it's on some, Netflix, because so it's, it's Netflix, not TV. That's their slogan. Right. It's Netflix, not TV. No, I haven't gotten around to those uh, those heart wrenching moments. Uh, no, no. But it changed your life. What'd you, what multiple, you, you, multiple do you multiple multiple times in in these episodes? I my eyes teared up, and, and like literally no less than four times, I shouted "Oh shit!" at the TV because of the emotional reaction I was having to what was going on. And it's just because it's so authentic. They sent these five guys who come from across the country and different backgrounds 
and who are all gay and they sent them to Atlanta, Georgia and their, their clients or like the people that they, you know, meet with for a week and they change their like fashion and their, you know, like habits and their, they design their home and things like that. And they come together and they're all these people are from so many different backgrounds like one was a firefighter and they like helped out their fire station one was a lady who was trying to rebuild a a community center in her church and she had a gay son and her gay son didn't feel included as a part of this rural church in nowheresville georgia that is this is this a reality show yes oh i thought it was a i thought it was a, a narrative no, and it's so good, it's so beautiful, and every time at the end, they get you just get so emotional because like they're it's so authentic, and they just right. bring joy and they bring their compassion to each other, and even whenever they're uncomfortable, because like they're in Georgia, there are times where they're uncomfortable, and even through that, like you as the viewer get to learn, because like that's not a part of my experience. I am not a gay, white, or black man living in Georgia. So, like, I, I don't know how that would even be a part of my daily life. But, like, seeing these guys out there, and it's it's so good. It's so incredible. Oh. Yeah. I feel the same way whenever I watch, uh, whenever I watch the little, the, the little girl pageant with, like, the, <laughs> the, the, the crazy pageant moms. I've like, never you, you seen just, that. I'm not, I'm not an obese white girl in Savannah, Georgia trying to win the crown prize for my family and my friends. But after watching it, I can learn and understand what it's like to do that. And now I I know I don't want to. See, here's the problem, Connor, is that, you know, the tone you are using right now, everybody knows that you did not watch Toddlers and Tierras. Oh, is that that what it's called? Yes, and that it's a joking matter. I have never watched Toddlers and Tears anyway, or either. But I need everyone, all of our listeners, to understand that this is pure, authentic Kyle. Queer Eye is the best show on Netflix, oh like, hands down. Kyle I'm not Turner. Joking. It is so good. Okay, well, I'm glad you so enjoyed good. it. I, I probably will not end up checking it out because reality shows make me want to... Connor, do something for your TV. soul. Do I do plenty of things for, my, for my soul. And let me tell you what I've done for my soul this past week. Number okay. one, I started reading more. Have you ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No. It's amazing. Kyle, I- listen. Are you kidding? No, I watched the terrible movie as a child, and I thought, yeah. eh, I don't need to read a terrible book. Kyle, you need to read this book. I have it on digital format that I can send to you, but it is so good. And it's good, not just be, like, it's not like this random, like, I guess it is random, like sci-fi, like fantasy stuff. It is just, it's super smart, dry, ridiculous British humor. And literally anytime I pick up the book and I just read a single page, I crack up laughing. This is like almost a promotion first part of the show. I don't know why we've dug into this, but I, it's, it's, it's super good. It's like, here's an example, right? So, well, I'm no, I'm, I don't want to spoil it because it's so good, but you have these things that are called Vogons and they're aliens and they're, they, they have like, they, oh God, their whole deal is that they're, they're callous, terrible monsters, but, but it's, it's making, uh, a sat, it's, it's almost satirical on like elderly people and on like the old, old, uh, populations in like Britain, I imagine, 
Uh, I've never been, so I don't really know exactly what they are referring to. However, it's just full of like satire and of of like politics and of science and of culture. It's incredible and it's it's hysterical. I highly recommend it. I will probably read it eventually. I think it's. I just didn't like the movie. I dude, don't I. I th- I think you know more than anybody that if you just glimpse a movie or you watch a movie and you go, oh, the book must be trapped. Like, do you can't do that. The movies are just people trying to make a quick buck. They're like, oh, what's the funniest like meme in this book? Let me just throw it into the movie over and over again. Like the Porg, right? They pe- they read the Star Wars Last Jedi book, and they were like, oh, this Porg character is gonna make. We're gonna make a bunch of toys out of this one. And so it was all over that movie. That famous Star Wars Last Jedi book. The Last Porg. I just can't believe that Martin Freeman was in such a bad movie about hitchhikers and their galaxy. I don't know, dog. I don't even... In fact, it made me want to rewatch the movie because I don't remember it. Yeah, you should. It's even got Alan Rickman in it. He plays the sad robot. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, the movie wasn't good. Maybe the book's good. Either way, right. here's the thing you do. You watch Ke- Queer Eye. You get through the 12 episodes of that. I think that's there's 12. And so that's 12 hours of your life that has been transformed and um, brought to a beautiful place. And then you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, I would like to point out, I'm probably not going to watch Queer Eye, but you should Connor, still you definitely read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's you- super short. I'm, al- I'm already almost halfway through and I've been reading for like two days. Yeah, you're a notoriously slow reader. So hey, that's impressive. Whoa. You just learned to read. Getting attacked by just this boy it, on the other it's end mostly, of the line. It's mostly because you compared Queer Eye to Toddlers and Tierras, and that offended me on a deep level. It made me laugh on the insides because you were like, yeah, I saw what it's like to be in a different place, but like you could do that with any TV show you watch. No, no, I can't because I can spot bullshit from a mile away. And Queer Eye, there's not a bullshitting anywhere near Queer Eye. It's a beautiful oh, television man. show. Yeah, well... Speaking I mean, of bullshit... Yeah. What's up? Connor, have you have you heard any bullshit this week? Oh, man, so much bullshit all over the interwebs, all over the news cycles. The biggest bit uh, was over our senior presidente going to Le Rocher and talking to uh, Le Putin about the uh about the colludes all the colludes and and he just said like he didn't do it and he didn't see any reason why they would and then he changed it to wouldn't but here's the thing he's clearly the smartest cookie in that room and it made me think about all the opportunities that I've been missing out on because I haven't been colluding Kyle think go back in time yeah. you're 12 years old 12 years old you're okay. in school okay you have your lunch. It's a sad one. Peanut butter, jelly, crackers, Snickers. See, w- wrong. Snickers wasn't popped in there. Sad lunch day. What? What? What you're assuming is that my mom made lunches for me. We were we were a, a here's some lunch money family. So <laughs> you got that all wrong. If anything, I had a great lunch day because it was chicken fried steak day. All right, fine. So. Hey, listen, chicken fried steak day. However, you go up in line. Whoops. They ran out. Last that would one of the never day. happen. Listen, Kyle, play in my space. You're trying to. You're talking about my childhood. This isn't a space. This is my life. The the fried chicken day last 
piece goes to Craig right in front of you. God, last, I always hated Last I always guy hated in the Craig. line. I always hated Craig. You look at the lunch lady. She goes, sorry, we only have egg salad left. Would you like that instead? I would rather have that shoved up my asshole than put it into my mouth. And that's what I said. And then you got sent to the principal's office and all I had to do was eat soap. Yeah. Which they did back in the noughties, right? Oh, no. Yeah, my mom washed out. My mom washed my mouth out with soap many a time. That's a true thing. Really? Oh, yeah. If I said a bad word or lied. That's that's poisonous. No, it wasn't poisonous. She didn't make me swallow the soap. Whenever they say wash, I always imagine like... Like you just you just put it in your mouth and stuff. But did they did they actually did you wash your mouth? This is this is like I'm sorry. Sidetrack of the story. <laughs> you actually washed your mouth out. Was tell me about this. Um. So whenever I would be caught lying, which was all the time, or if I said a bad word, my mom would take soap and she would put some in my mouth. If it was like liquid soap, then she would put it in my mouth and then. Um, she, or if it was like a bar of soap, she would like just make me like put that in my mouth and then I have to like keep it in there for like so many seconds until I learned that lying and saying bad words is, it makes your body dirty. And now I do that and I put it on the record every week. Right. Welcome to the M word. You learned, you learned so good. You learned so good. Man, the South is so incredibly interesting. I yeah. say as a southerner. Yeah, no, my mom never followed through with any of those things. She would, like, do the spank, but then eventually, like, no more of that business just because, like, she didn't – she would, like, say it, and then she would never do it. She just got tired, I guess. She got kind of bored of it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back to the lunchroom. Lunch lady says egg salad. You say, fuck you. But you know what you could have done is you could have gone into cahoots with, with the lunch lady. Yeah. You, you could have met in that back alley dumpster – where they have the recycling and uh, the Keep Paraland Beautiful uh, scouts making sure that there aren't any litterers around. Well, I you didn't grow meet... up in Paraland, so you're just kind of... This story is all over the place, Connor. What do you want me to do? Listen, you meet with her on the side. You say, listen, I want fried chicken every fucking day. I want it at the very beginning, and I want it now. And she says, what are you going to give me? And you say, here's what I'm going to do for you. Every time, every day... I'm going to go into the principal's office, and I'm just going to pass the comment. You know who's an amazing lunch lady? Gladys the Gretchen. Always always, okay. always serves me up smiles as well as fried chicken. Hold on. We are just going to kind of explore Gladys the Gretchen. Are, is is this a lunch lady who is also a Siamese twin? Have you met? Or a conjoined you twin? It is Kyle. You're missing the cahoots. Is one twin? I'm sorry, but this picture you're painting me is not very effective in what you're trying to do because I'm just getting distracted by all of these details. Is Gladys the Gretchen one half of a conjoined twin pair? Is one Gladys? Is one Gretchen? These are things I'm going to need to know before I collude with her. All right, them. fine. There's two of them. There's okay. one serving up smiles, the other serving up fried chicken. Okay. All right. And it's so so good to see them working and being a part of the community. That's just very nice. See, Especially at a middle school. Yeah. Gosh, that would be so difficult to be somebody who may have a disability and to be kind of out in front of a bunch of middle schoolers. Wow. That's strength. That's courage. I applaud you, Gretchen and Gladys. See, you say those things to the principal, and she's like, wow, what an amazing lunch lady. I'm going to give her raises, and I'm going to give her snacks and treats, right? Airheads every day. Connor, can I tell you this? 
I mean, that's one way of colluding, but it's ultimately ineffective because you're just offering treats to for it to be very good collusion. There needs to be threats, right? So like Trump, he's got a PP tape that Russia has on hold and they're just kind of holding ransom. So they've threatened Trump and that's why he just said whatever Putin wanted to whenever he was in Helsinki at the summit. What I need to do is threaten Gladys and Gretchen and be like, I will tell everyone that you are not actually conjoined and you're just here for the attention <laughs> unless you give me chicken fried steak every single damn day. I will tell everybody about your stupid Siamese joke unless you give me that fried chicken every day. Everyone I will tell will I will tell Gretchen your secrets, Gladys. And Gladys, I will tell your secrets to Gretchen. Which, to be fair, it should be very obvious because, first of all, Gladys and Gretchen, they're not identical twins, so they look different, which not all conjoined twins are identical twins. But also, wait, Gladys, yeah, what? Gladys, what? You're thinking, you're thinking there's two different, like they, they're not, they don't have to be identical twins for them to be Siamese. Coin, conjoined twins do not have to be identical. Meaning, there is a part of them that is still like physically attached to each other. They don't have to be identical. Kyle did the research on this. I'm gonna go ahead and trust you on that. But okay, Connor, you know that twins don't always have to be identical. You have an identical. I know twin, they don't so that's have why to be. That's what I'm saying. You're biased. You got your identical twins in the same egg, while you got your fraternal twins. Two different ones. Exactly. So anyway, I'm the thing with Gladys and Gretchen. I see now you've ruined my joke. I, it took way too long now. What happened? It's just that Gladys is 52 and Gretchen is 30, and it's very obvious their age difference. So it's like y'all can't be twins. So anyway, the administration should have figured it out a long time ago, but somehow they've kind of peddled the lie. And oh, man, yeah, it was man, a stupid joke and a stupid story. That must have been really difficult for them to have to like do the suits and stuff too. You were like, listen. I- I would wear your school lunch uniform, Miss Principal, but I, I can't because Gladys. And then she just comes up from the side, and you're like, "Oh my God, I didn't even see her." She's like, "I'm with her." Connor, this has been a fun roll down memory lane, but we need practical collusion. We need collusion that's going to help us millennials today. Can I suggest my first thought for yeah. who we should collude with? Yes, the student loan debt people. We need um, we need to find their weakness. We need to find their PP tape. The student loan PP tape. See, I feel like that would be so easy to find, right? Because they're always doing PP tapes. Right. Like They've got all... PP tapes everywhere. That's why they need all that money, because they've got to buy all that storage, all that memory. Exactly. They've been running out of tape space. They've been recording it onto VHSs. And Which, like, that's inefficient. We're running out of space, but they can't move them onto a disc. Who's going to go through all those tapes? And now they have to have a specialist come and fix the VCR because the VCR keeps breaking, but like nobody knows how to fix it. And that's where we come in. Kyle and Connor, IT detectives. Hi, we're here to fix fix the VHSs. We've heard that they are broken and need to be moved onto a more reliable hard disk. See, I really like this scenario you've created because it could either be a heist movie or the beginning of a porn. And so there's there's kind of that oh what's gonna happen next? And then I unzip then, my pants. Yeah, and then you're right. Yeah, and I pull out the master plan for the heist. That's right. And then it's just a constant back and forth. And then after I roll out the master plan for the heist, out pops a blow up doll. And then I throw it away. I'm like, oh sorry, that's mine. So it's it's very confusing. It's it's very confusing for the audience to. Determine. But I tell you what, you stay on tape. You 
stick to that screen. You're not scrolling over on Facebook. You're looking at that screen. You're, 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 you're feeling entrenched in our drama. Just like a, a regular porn movie. Connor, what, who else could we collude with other than student don't loan, don't let, you know, hey, look at that. I can speak. How, how hard do you think it would be to collude with Russia now? Because clearly they already have a situation going on with the president, but I feel like they're they're up for more gimmies. You know what I mean? Like right. they're looking they're looking for more loves. However, in saying this, I am concerned we're gonna start getting listeners in Russia. And that makes me a little scared. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Russia has podcasts. So oh. I think we're safe there. Gotcha. Now, if we did have a listener in Russia, they might be our agent, you know? Right. They could be our millennial agent. Oh my god! Can you imagine a a Connor and Kyle Russian counterpart? I mean, I already have like a like a Connor counterpart in in New York. Right, he's you just doing music. You have a genetic counterpart. Yeah, I want more genetic counterparts in different parts of the the world. Like, I'd love to see a Colombian Connor. 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 My struggle, not to derail your kind of genetic plans here, but my 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 struggle here is I don't think if we try and collude with Russia now, I don't think they have any shame, and you really need shame in order to blackmail somebody. There ha like there has to be shame. So how could we how could we do your first method of trying to give them something sweet? You know how do what what is sweet to Russia other than like world dominance and nukes? That's what and I'm stuff? saying. See, that's the problem. Is what's sweet to Russia is like an iron fist, right? Yeah. So, so like BDSM, got, is that what you're thinking? Either that, you know, you do have you do have BDSM. I don't know what he's into, but I do know that they're very prideful people. And I'm thinking instead we offer them a nice statue. Now we talked about this a little while ago, but there was a very nice statue of a very naked Trump. I don't know if you remember this. Very very long back there was a statue of Trump with his with his golden locks and his tiny pee-pee. And I'm thinking if we send this to Russia, they would be forever in our debt. Putin would put it in, in his oval, in his square office. What do you think What do you think Putin's office looks like? It's definitely made up of the skulls of his enemies. I can't talk today. Right. Look no, at me. Well, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking skulls of the enemies, and I'm thinking skulls of his enemies. Yes. But more like a, like a man cave. But like a red man cave, uh, with a bear bear sheet, a bear rug. That is that didn't he kill a bear? He definitely probably killed a bear. And I think that's that's a normal thing for a dictator to Right. Or I'm sorry, a president. president. I'm sorry. Sorry. I don't know. <clears throat> um, so you Yeah, got, I think they all kill a bear. I think that's how he became president, was he killed a bear and they were said, sure. Yeah, this guy didn't wasn't he a secret agent with the Communist KGB. Party? And they were like, No, that's fine. He killed a bear. Nah, he killed like at least a bear. Now he's got a, a naked Donald statue in him. Exactly. Here's another thing we could go give, um, you know, Putin is maybe a new last name. Because yeah. if you're going to be on the world stage, you just cannot have a last name like Putin and Vladimir. That's a good, you know, that's Vla a good first Vladimir. name. Yeah. Vladimir. You know, and then it's like Vladimir. Putin, Putin, Putin. 
Oh, hey, I bet you his mom was just like, I just can't wait for you to just become a little dictator, my little Putin. Oh, my gosh, I love you so much, my little Putin. Also, his mom was from Georgia. I don't know if anybody knows that. Georgia, man. That's where we need to be infiltrating. Is Georgia? Yes. Yeah. That, that's where they like to hang out. What was it? The the Butina, the Russian uh, agent that was like with the NRA? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maria Butina. Maria Butina. We could just hang out over there, right? Just get him. We just get him over there. Okay. So we got, so we have that. We have our sweets. We have our threats. What I'm thinking more so is who could we collude with? that we could that we could threaten more easily like who's a i think russia might be a little bit too big of like a of a of an entity for us to collude with and there's not a whole lot of benefits coming out of it you know like if we got russia like half of it is frozen right so we're we're like we're giving in we're, we're giving a lot of effort for a lot of frozen exactly and it's like come on we would rather have like the bahamas you know right. something like that and I think that'd be way easier to to collude with anyway, just because their government is a lot smaller. Right. The Bahamas government. The B. Let, the BG, I mean, practically, sure. we already own the Bahamas because it's basically all American tourists that go there. So if America just like had a, you know, what's that thing? Embargo. If we right. just embargoed the Bahamas for a hot second, they'd be like, "Come on!" I was gonna about to do a like a a, a Bahaman accent, and I realized that it would one not be accurate, and two be very offensive, and so I stopped. I really Bohemian is something completely different. I bet the Bohemians and the Bahamians. Thank you. No, Bohemia is like in uh in Eastern Europe. No, it's in Eastern Europe though. It's close to Russia. Oh, yeah. I think it's high time we dig into something way more important. Than, than going into colludes with other countries, we need to be focusing on our own. And one way let's, we can let's collude with ourselves. Let's finally we need to collude with ourselves and solve the big problems that we're facing today. So, as I mentioned uh, in the part that we cut out of our podcast <laughs> earlier, I'm working on a video essay that may or may not come to completion within the fortnight of the year. And, that, and, and that's the that's the kind of determination that we strive for on the M word. I'm working on something. It may or may not actually happen. But. And and interestingly enough, as I've been doing the research on American values, it it required me to do research on like refugee websites and websites that are like for foreigners that are moving to the United States or visiting the United States to help understand what our culture is like. And it was super fascinating because I don't know if you've ever looked at the American culture from the outside in, but I found it uh, super eye-opening. And I'm thinking either we need to look at these and understand them better, or we need to come up with our own. And we need to redefine what other people have deemed us as. Right. Well, if, there, if there's one thing millennials are good at, it's making up our own stuff. You know, we don't. We hey, you've done your own thing. Let's do. Let's make our own thing. I'm because we li- can't afford to buy the old shit. God, we can't afford that vintage stuff. It's getting so expensive. Exactly. So I'm gonna put out a couple of these, uh, and I want you, Kyle, to either agree with our with the uh, with these values, or 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 we're gonna change them up. Okay. Okay. Number one is independence, right? 
So yes. number one, we wanted to be independent from another country, right. and we wanted to be independent of other people. But here's what I'm thinking, because I already have a thought: being independent, not as great as it, not as great as it seems. It, it seems, Kyle. I just became independent from my uh, my grandmother, and I tell you what, I'm not liking it. Yeah, it's a real it's a real blowhard that nobody ever really tells us that being independent does make us do a lot of work and uh, is exhausting. Listen, we're, we're we're ready to do the work, but God bless it. If I have to if I have to come home one more time and make my own dinner and do my own laundry, I might move. Back, you might move back. It sounded no. like you really need to. You might move to another place where you could be independent. Or yeah, I was gonna move to. I don't know, maybe Canada. Do you think they are more dependent people in Canada? No, they're not. They're just more dependent on polar bears, you know, and uh, moose, other well, Canadian things. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why can't we be more dependent on our spirit animals? Moose, meese, polar bears, American bald eagles. The American bald eagles. Did you know that our national bird almost was the turkey? Because Benjamin Franklin really wanted to put a turkey on the seal of, of America. It was almost a turkey, guys. Let's process that for a second. It was almost a turkey. I mean, maybe, perhaps, if we saw the the turkey, it would just have a different effect on our brains. So we would see that gobbly neck, and instead of thinking, oh, it's like a turkey neck, and so old people will feel bad about the turkey neck, instead, they they actually inhibit it. Like, they purposely make the turkey neck, because then they look like our American American bird. Just that lovely American bird. Connor, I do I do kind of agree with you. I think that that kind of value has changed because... So I'm reading a biography right now on Benjamin Franklin, and I've been reading a lot of other stuff from like you know John Adams in 1776 and all that kind of stuff because I really enjoy American history. And independence was a big deal. And then as soon as they declared independence, the Congress, the Continental Congress was like, hey, shoot dang, we have to form our own government now. What should that look like? And they messed it up like a few times. The Constitution didn't come out until like the 80s or 90s or something of, you know, 1700s and not like 1900s. It's not, you get it. But anyway, we, it sucks. You have to figure it out. Whereas millennials now, we're just kind of like, gosh, you know, independence is really, really difficult. And if we could kind of make it easier, that would just be grand. So maybe we'll just change independence to convenience. Yeah, I completely agree. Convenience over independence. That's the um, new American value. The new American value. We can no longer do whatever we want, but we also get turkeys for our dinners. Exactly. The next one I'm going to come up with is very related, but also not, called privacy, Kyle. that That's an interesting one. We're super into our space. Actually, interesting tidbit I learned... Privacy, some people in other cultures don't even have a word for privacy. Or if it is, it's like isolation or it's like the feeling of aloneness. And so like the word privacy is like is super different in other places, which I found fascinating. I'm really struggling with this idea that privacy is an American value Mm -hmm. because it doesn't like that's not a word that first pops into my head when I think of America. We're like the least private country, I feel like. See, that's the thing is like we we don't we we talk about a lot of the things that we that we do. Like it's not a matter of like a privacy uh regarding our 
information about ourselves, although we are somewhat, we're, we're very into like, we don't want the government seeing all of our information, but mo- like we will share like what's going on in our lives with the people around us, right? Just anybody. But this is talking about like physical privacy. Uh, so people having their own rooms or, um, or being like, okay, I'm, I'm, I really need this time for myself uh right now so I'll, I'll go do my own thing and not be around other people or if i am around other people i'm not like with them kind of thing uh and so privacy yeah that's according to the this refugee center online privacy is an american value nope i'm striking that i don't think it exists because even what you just said as far as talking about like you know oh wanting to like self-care or whatever i think that's more like convenience and independence you know the kind of that area and so I don't think America is a private country. Also, there was like a time for like a decade where our country was spying on us, on all of the Americans. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think privacy is an American value. I'm striking that. I'm striking I, that from the Declaration I mean, of you Independence. You can say it, but I, I, I disagree. I mean, it's not necessarily that it's something that is that is only American, right? It's just saying like this is something that Americans in general value. We, yeah, but Americans don't. Privacy. They love gossiping. They love talking about other people's shit. That's why reality TV exists and why we created it. But we don't necessarily like say that that is a a good thing to do. Like people can have. Like, we just an, give all of our money to it. Yeah, which is which is complicated, right? Because like there's what is it? The uh, another one of the the values is let's see. Oh, it was like it was like equality. Like we all super value, value, value equality, yeah. But I, we I do a lot of shit that totally disregards that that topic. Right? Yeah, that one that one comes straight from you know the the DOI, what I call the Declaration of Independence. Right, that that's one comes straight Tom, from there. That's what Tommy J called it too when he was writing it. Exactly, but he did also own slaves. So you know, life is complicated in America. Can that replace it? Can that virtue, the value of complicated? replace that one it's not i'm not no it's not a lit i'm just coming up with things for us to do let's just replace that one though with we don't have to we could just not talk about it anymore but we could just replace that one with complicated it's just kind of complicated let's just replace that one i'm gonna write to tommy j to add privacy to the doi so we don't have to talk about this anymore yeah okay the next one he's a dead man now though right He's one of the those dead men. Yeah, he's a dead man now, right? More importantly, the next one is directness. Kyle. Yeah, that one's American. We're obviously very direct, but you know what? I'm going to strike that one from it now anyway, because sometimes we're not direct. So fuck that American value. We're going on to the next one. No, Unless Connor, you want to talk about it? <laughs> Did you want to talk about that one? Yeah, Connor, I want to directly talk about it. Oh, well, I don't want to. Therefore, it's not an American value. Next fucking value. (laughs) The next value is level-headedness. Let's talk about how our country has always just had a real cool head. Has just always kind of just kind of kept it real rational, (laughs) real logical. Let's talk about how chill Americans are. Sometimes we like to go into saunas and just let that warm steam rise up in our nose and out through our butts. Oh, no. Are you farting in saunas again, Connor? We've discussed this. The next one, speaking right into this, is informality. Yeah, that one's one's a one. That's one of my favorite American values. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Is being able to wear what I want, where I want, except when you go to the theater. 
If you go to the theater in jeans and a t-shirt, fuck you. That is actually very offensive. I, when I went to New York, I went to Broadway and my first Broadway show and I wore like some nice slacks and a nice looking shirt and there were like families all around, you know, and they were wearing jeans or like jorts. One person was wearing jorts to a Broadway theater and I was like, come on, this is offensive to my heart. That's probably the most old person thing about me is like, just wear, wear some fucking, wear some clothes. Do you have some nice clothes? Just wear it up. Wear it's the, like a nice thing to do. I'm sure people said the same thing about like dinner. They were like, can we like dress a little bit nicely for dinner? And I'm like, fuck that. But like it depends on the establishment. But that's the thing is like some places you go to when you can wear a little bit of a nice up. Other places it's cool for you to wear t-shirts and jeans. And yeah, sometimes it's complicated. But like dress dress up. Don't dress down. Okay. Dress up. Don't dress down. Connor, can I tell you my favorite American value? Yeah, go ahead finality that's not on my list thank you so much for listening to the m word (laughs) if you'd like to subscribe and leave a rating that would be wonderful especially ratings we need more ratings and reviews just tell people why you love the moon that would just be good just put that in there and also five stars because the moon is technically five stars and a lot of people don't realize that the moon is five stars yeah i give the moon Zero stars because it doesn't have any, but you can still rate it on Yelp, the moon. You can also uh, follow us on all of the things, Twitter at MWordPod or me and Kyle individually on our Instagram at ThatBoyConna for me and at KyleTheTurner for Kyle. You can also send us an email with all of your problems that we need to solve. Who Who are you having problems colluding with? Let us know. Send us a problem, a millennial problem, at ck at mwordpod.com. And you can make those anonymous. You don't have to tell us who you are or why you have those penis problems. But we also, Speaking yeah. of penis problems, we also want to thank Cynthia Martinez. Who does have she, major penis who problems. doesn't have one. Uh, for the cover art for our beautiful, beautiful M-Word cover art. Her Instagram for more of her beautiful artistry is at withlovecindy. That's with love and then s-i-n-d-i and also you can thank cindy because she's the one who made me watch queer eye and told me to watch it and so she's a very good person out in the world i'd also like to thank grant o'brien for our intro music millennial juice fluid and our outro music ballad of a dusty boy we also want to thank our patrons for supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash mwordpod who get a snippet of goodness from me and kyle Whenever they want. Whenever we release it, I suppose. Yeah, whenever they want, as long as they want it once a week. (laughs) Or you can go to our website, uh, mwordpod.com. Thank you so much for listening to The M Word. And as we always say, stay hydrated. That's just, hey, hey, sometimes we just have good tips. It's probably what Karamo on Queer Eye would tell you to do. Stay hydrated. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.